Today's daf is daf Chav Ches. However, we are holding about a little over halfway down on Chav Zayin on the base Masiv Rava. Right, like a little bit uh, past the middle of the page. Right, everyone have it. Adam, you got it. Masiv Rava. All right. So let's just quick quick refresh. We learned yesterday and also the last couple of days is that there is a halacha Moshe Misinai that if you have funds that are undesignated or unspecified, so we are Rebbe Allah follows Rebbe is that, in, that if those funds are redundant, let's just say the case where it was put for Nazirus, specifically Nazirus, and the husband, uh, he dies. Uh, the, uh, the, old, the person who was supposed to be the Nazir dies, so what do you do with these funds since they were left unspecified? You can, you don't have to do, throw away anything. They could all be brought as, as Iplul and Adova, Karban Ola, for Kaita Mizbeach when it's not in use. If they had been pre-designated, then you could only bring the Ola as an Ola, the Shlomim as a Shlomim, but the Chatas, where the money would have to go to Yamamelach. Now we had, a machlok is between Rav Simi Barashi and some of the other Rabbanon is Rav Simi Barashi says it doesn't have to be specifically fun, uh, money that we're dealing with. It could be any item, uh, that was designated if it's unspecified as a status of being unspecified and then you would be able to sell it and use the money for Korban Ola in the same exact scenario. Whereas the other Chachamim disagreed. They said that since Rabbi Yochanan insisted that it was money, it only has, it can only be items that have the same status of money that there's liquidity. But if there's no liquidity there, then it's considered like Mefurashos and you wouldn't have that halacha. And Rav Nachman came along trying to explain Rav's opinion is that even animals, there's a distinction as to when we consider them liquidity and not liquidity. So for example, but animals that are not self-evident as to what their designation is, I mean, it's not the right species of animal for Nazir, three cows, for example, so that you can't say, oh, he meant this is for the Chata, this is for the Ola, this is for the Shlomim, cows are not broad. So in such a case is that, Rav said, that's considered to be, they're not, look, they're not liquid. And since they're not liquid, they would have the din of the Misa, they would not be sold and the money then going. Came along Rav Nachman and he said that you have to make a distinction about whether there's a blemish or no blemish. Because if there is a blemish on animals that were designated as carbonus, even if it's not for the particular carbon that you needed, but they can be redeemed right away. They can be redeemed right away, that gives it a status of liquidity, it's like money, and then the money would be... He says, I agree that Rob is correct, that if they not blemished, then there'll be too much lag time to try and sell them off, then in such a case, it has status of Mephorosha, and it's Yelchel Misa. But he made a distinction about, the argument with Rav Simi, made a distinction between, Rav Simi holds anything, any item, animate or non-animate, uh, animate, it could be considered Yiplul uh, and uh, Adava, because it doesn't have to be, liquidity doesn't play in. But according to Rav Nachman, liquidity does play in, and therefore there's a difference between an animal that has a blemish and an animal that does not. On that opinion right now, we're going to ask a question very similar to the one that we left off with yesterday. So let's take a look here. Masiv Rava. 
Alright? The case over here we're dealing in this bride, is a long bride, is going to take us to the uh, bottom of Chavchesim and Aleph. The case we're dealing with over here is not Nazir. We talked about this in the case of Nazir. But we're talking about in the case of, let's say, a person set aside a carbon that he wants to use for a chatas because he ate chalev. You know, chalev, if you eat chalev inadvertently, on purpose, it's kares, he put aside, he had, had chalev. And then the person dies, right? And it happens to be that the son also did an avera that requires a korban chatas. We're going to be discussing whether or not the son can take the father's carbon and use it for himself. Now, Tysus brings down over here a very, uh, a very strong question. He says, but we know that one of the five chatas that are left to die is where the owner died. So how could there be any question? So the Rambam actually, in his commentary on the Mishnayas, answers this question beautifully. He says that when is there a did that a chatas that the owner died is left to die is because it dies ownerless so therefore it does not have an ability to discharge the reason why it's brought, it's left to die. Our question over here is can the son take over from the father as the owner? So if the son would take over as the father as the owner then this would no longer be classified as a chatas that the owner has died because this would have an owner who becomes the owner what dies ownerless what's the other way if a guy dies a guy dies right Chattas was left without being able to be brought you have to let it die so Tazit asks the question how could there be a Havamina that this animal now could go for the son (laughs) one of the five Chattas if the owner dies the son it doesn't matter who no one can use that animal so the Rambam says that the halacha Moshe is that if it dies without an owner, our question over here is, does the son step into the shoes of the father, thereby becoming the new owner? If he becomes the new owner, it's not considered to be a chatas that doesn't have an owner. That's therefore that would take care of the problem. That's that's just that's the answer to that question. But anyway, what did it say? So most of Rabbis, Rabbi has the following question. We're going to go through his whole brisa and then circle back to ask the question on Rav Nachman that we started off with. So Karbonai. The positive says like this, there's actually three psukim in the Torah that mention in Vayikra, when it talks about the Korban Chatas, it has seemingly redundancy. It renders each time that he brings Korbanoi. Alright, he brings his Korban. Now, why does it say the three different types of chatos? Doesn't matter once by the nasi, doesn't matter what it's talking about. But it actually says should be he brings a carbon. Why does it say his carbon? So we understand carbonoi is coming to be emphatic that it ha- only one who can bring it is the father, but it does not transfer over to the son. Now, why you have to have it three times? We're going to go through each one of these and tell you what the chiddush is. Let's go. The first one, carbonoi. The carbonoi yotzev any yotzev carbonoi. Number one, a person has to have his own carbon, he does not inherit his father's carbon, so even if he himself has a problem, he cannot use the father's carbon for his own problem. Now you might think that eliminates his usage of his father's carbon. That if the Avera went either from a lenient Avera to a stringent Avera, or a stringent Avera to a lenient Avera, what do we mean by this by Korban Chatas? Meaning like this, in the case of Chalev and, and Dam, if you eat uh, willfully, you eat Dam, or you eat Chalev, the punishment over there is lashes, 
and you get kores. If you do it b'shogeg, you're bringing korban chatas. But there are other cases. Now that that the Gemara considers to be lenient, even though it's kores, but it's lenient. Where's chamor? Person does a, a, a melacha on Shabbos. A person does avodah zara. In such a case, there, in addition to the fact that there might be a chi of kores, but there's a possible outcome over there, that if there's Adim and Asra, what could be the punishment over there? Could be a chi of Misra's based in. So that's considered to be Chamura. So therefore, if you did a Beshogeg, you bring a Korban Chatas. But the Chatas that is done for eating Dam or Chalev is considered to be Kala, more light than the Chatas that is brought uh for, let's say, uh, a Melachon Shabbos or Avodah Zarah that was done inadvertently. So what the Gemara is suggesting is that maybe when do we say that it's non-transferable from the father to the son when they're not equivalent? Means the Avera of the father was Kala, the Avera of the son was Hamura. Or the other way around, the Avera of the father was Hamura, the Avera of the son is Kala, maybe that's not transferable because they're like Mamash considered to be two different buckets. Right. But let's say the type of Avera that the father designated it for was similar in nature to the type of Avera the son needs the carbon for. Either they were both Kala or they were both Hamura. How do we know in such case it's also non-transferable? So maybe the first time it says Karbana only teaches me when they are not within the same genre. But if they're in the same genre, maybe it should be transferable. Talmud Lamar, Karbanai, it says a second time it mentions the word carbonoi, somewhat redundant. It didn't have to say his carbon, just say a carbon. So this is a second time it's mentioning carbono to teach me that it's non-transferable even if the type of Averas that we're dealing with are on the same level. That kala to kala, chamura to chamura. Now, the Gemara now says, Yacho, right, therefore now, after we've had the word Karbono written twice, so the outcome would be, is Lo Yetzer the Karbon Aviv, the Behema Shehifrish, Afil Mina Kala Ala Kala Mina Chamura Ala Chamura, right? I understand. The second time it says Karbono teaches me, the first time it says Karbono even if they're different genres. Second time it's mentioned to me even the same genre, Kala Ala Kala Chamura Ala Chamura, right? Now, Sharei Ain Adam Megalech Al Behemas Aviv, and I understand it's not transferable because I also see by Nazirus, by Nazir, the son cannot take the father's korbonos and decide I'm going to go ahead and use them for myself. So I see that there, when even in the same genre we understand things are not transferable. If he was a Nazir at the same time as his father, he's allowed to. What's that? Other way around, actually. The other way around. Oh, yeah, right. right. We're going to get to that. We'll, we'll circle back. But the point is, you can't just go ahead and take the, you need an Azirus and he needs an Azirus. He put aside Corbonus. You can't take his Corbonus and use them. However, there is a scenario where you could use something that was put aside by your father. If he put aside, uh, money that was unspecified, unspecified funds, Right? There is a circumstance, and we'll talk about it, and Johnny alluded to it, but if there is a circumstance where the son can use the funds that were put aside by the father. So the Gemara says, and therefore, let's say the father put aside not an animal for a chatas, but he put aside money. So maybe in such a circumstance, the son could inherit those funds 
to use for his own korbanas. So they have aval yotze. However, we do see by Nazirus that there are circumstances, not every case, but there are circumstances that Yosef Moshehifrish Avim, that there is money that was put aside by the father, the son will inherit and be able to use for his Nazirus. So therefore, so therefore, this is not actually talking about Nazirus, but, but this is talking about by Chatas. However, let's say by the money, that is for a chatas that the father put aside. The son should be able to use that money. Whether the Aveira is minachamura lakala minachala chamura, right? Should make no difference. Maybe he should be able to use the funds of his father. Why would you think funds are different? Sharei ona megalech almos aviv benazirus. Right? Because we know that there are circumstances that the son can use the father's money that he put aside for his korbanus nazir, the son can do it. However, there's a caveat. When is the son allowed to use it? If there was stuma, stuming, means the father put him aside where they were not designated. If they were not designated, there is a circumstance, like Johnny said, that after the father dies, the son's allowed to take those money and use them for himself. But life is manchema for Russian. However, that would not apply if the father specifically allocated what the particular amount would go for which particular carbon. The son does not inherit under that circumstances. So therefore, our question circling back is, so maybe, you know, in the case of Nazir, the case we're dealing with, the case of Chatas, even though the two times it says Karbanos eliminate the usage of the actual animal itself by from the son taking it over from the father, but maybe funds, which we see there is some leeway for the son to take over the funds of the father. Where do we see that? In the case of Nazir, where it's stumming. In the case, so maybe here too the son should be able to take it over from the father. Talmud Loma, Karbonai, that's what the third Karbonai comes to teach me. Karbonai, who Yotze, it has to be his own Karbon, but Karbonai Yotze, Veina Yotze, Karbon Aviv, he's not able to be Yotze with his father's Karbon, even if the father never left it in animal form, even if the father left it as undesignated funds. That's what we're saying now. Now, now that one jumps to another scenario, fine. I understand we have Carbono written three times, teaches you un- unequivocally under no circumstance can a son inherit what the father put aside for Carbon Chattas, whether he put about an animal that is from a different genre, even if the second Carbono, even if it's the same genre. Third, uh, third Carbono is that even if it's unsolicited, uh, unspecified money, also not fine. But what about the following scenario? Let's say this person, forget about the father right now, this person has done two different egregious Averas Beshogeg. He ate Chalif and he ate Dam. Can he, if he designated a carbon or funds for A, we'll see exactly if we can make a difference, let's say a carbon. If he designated a carbon for his Chalif, can he decide to switch it and now use it for his obligation of Dom? The same guy, but also wants to transfer the intent originally was done for the Chalif, now he wants it for the Dom, or vice versa. So now, Yachol, Lo Yetzibimosh, Now the word Afilu you take out. That, he, you, that doesn't belong to him. So you might think that the most you can learn so far is even funds cannot be utilized to transfer from the father to the son. 
whether it's minakala, alakala, minachamura, alakamura, even the same genre. Aval yotze, bekorben shehifrish la'atzmo, but what about a korban that he designated for himself, whether it's minakala, alakamura, minachamura, alakala. Let's say even a case where his one avera was, his machala Shabbos, the other one he ate, uh, Chaylev. Or he ate Chaylev and now he's Machal Shabbos. Means we, even if it's Minakala, Lachamur, even different genres, but at the end of the day, it's him who's Chayev, so therefore it's two separate obligations, but it's two separate obligations on the same person, so maybe it is transferable from obligation one to obligation two. Talmud Lomar, the positive says Korbanoi. Now we already used the word Korbanoi, but it says Korbanoi al Chatasoi. It says, his carbon for his Avera. So therefore, what do we learn from the fact that it focuses on for his Avera? Tells you that a carbon that was designated can only be brought for the intended Avera that it was designated for. So even if it's the same fellow, it's not transferable from Avera A to Avera B. Clear? So they have Ajay Korbanoi Lishum Chatasoi. That's the Gerasa Shabi. That the Gavera, the carbon can only be Yodse if it's for its designated Avera and you cannot transfer from Avera A to Avera B. So says the Gemara, let's just take it a step further. Alright? So Yachalo Yetab Behema Shevrish Laatmo, Minakala Lakala, Minakamura Lakamura. I understand that maybe it makes no difference by animals, yes. Whether it's the Avera was the same genre or Avera is a different genre. Maybe I, there I understand. You said Karbanal Chatasai, whatever he first designated the carbon for, that's what it has to be used and he can't transfer it to a different Avera, right? Whether it's Mina from the Chamur, Kala la Kala, whether it's Chamura, Chamura, I can't take out the word Afilu, whether it's Mina Kala la Chamura, Mina Chamura la Kala. So whether it's the same genre, different genre, I understand. Pazik's telling you emphatically, Chat Karbanal, but maybe, says the Gemara, maybe it makes a difference though if what he designated was not an animal for Avera A. If he did an animal for Avera A, I understand he cannot move it to B. But if he did, he designated money, maybe there there's some wiggle room, maybe there is some leeway. Now why? What's the Svara the bride's about to say? Let me explain this outside and then we'll explain it inside. There is an Avera in the Torah called Me'ila. It's misappropriation of funds or items that belong to the Beis HaMikdash. Now, the fascinating halacha is that if a person does it b'shogeg, a person does it inadvertently, a number of things happen. The item that was utilized, if it's an inadvertent usage, was that he wants to, he, money was designated for a carbon. And he went and he didn't realize, and he took that money and he went and bought himself a hamburger. Alright? The Allah is that money becomes deconsecrated. His act of misappropriation actually deconsecrates the money. He now owes the Beis Amikdash, the principal of Laza Cholmesh, and he has to bring a carbon for his me'ilo. Right? That's where, where he would What's that? That's a carbon chatas. Right. It's interesting, if he does it on purpose, if he does it on purpose, then, then it's possible that the money does not become deconsecrated, and he also does not have to bring a carbon. Alright? There is an Avera involved, alright? It's a serious Avera, but it does not have the same halachas of Me'ila that you need to bring a carbon. It's only in the case of Shogi. Now, what the Gemara is questioning is like this. 
stay, bear with me over here. Let's say this guy designated uh, carbon A for Avera A, right? This guy had been uh, uh, had, 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 had eaten chaylev, and he said, "This is going to be my carbon," and he put an animal aside. All right. Now what happens is he wants to say, "I'm going to go ahead and offer this animal for carbon B." In such a case, that is not an act of me'ilo. Why is that not an act of me'ilo? Because the intended use was also for the Beis HaMikdash. The intended use was also for the Beis So nothing becomes deconsecrated. It can, it can only become deconsecrated, become chulin from the original, if you intend to use it for a secular or a non-consecrated use. But that's not going to happen over So therefore, I understand in such a case where you want to change animal A to animal, to use it for Avera B, that it doesn't work because the Kedusha was tied to Avera A. You can't transfer it to Avera B. However, same case, but let's say it was money. Now, if you have money, and that money was supposed to go for Avera A, right? Now, what happens when I, with that money, what am I supposed to do with that money? Even if it's supposed to go for Avera A, what am I supposed to do with that money? I'm supposed to go and buy a carbon with it. Now, what happens to that money when I buy carbon with it? What will happen? That money becomes... It's not, it becomes, the money will become the consecrated, and the kedusha of that money goes on to the animal. So what the Gemara suggests is that therefore it is possible since in a case of money it's different than animal A using it for Avera B, because there's no opening that the kedusha can transfer because it's going from kadosh to kadosh and there's never deconsecration. But where it was money that was put aside, so maybe in such a case, if I inadvertently, I made a mistake, I didn't realize that this money should be worth for Avera A, and I went and I bought, and I said that this money should be used for animal B, in, in such a case, actually, the, that animal B will become Kadosh, with Kedusha for Avera B. Because what happens over there is that money becomes deconsecrated, alright, and therefore, maybe in such a case, and therefore there will be Me'ilah. So ask the Gemara, well, in such a case, if there will be a din of Me'ilah, even if a person does it on purpose, you might think, therefore, is that it is possible to transfer the funds that were for Avera A to discharge your carbon needs for Avera B. So therefore, even though we said emphatically, carbon al-chatasai, the same carbon has to go for the same Avera, maybe that's only where you're talking about carbon. But let's say money, maybe there's a leeway that you could use money for to get kapora for Avera B, even if the money was originally designated for Avera A. Let's read it inside. So let's see inside. So Gemara says like this. So says the Gemara... <coughs> Let's see. I understand that it, that he will not be yotze if it's an animal, whether it's minakala ala kala, minakamura ala kamura, same genre. Minakala kala kamura kamura, or minakala kala ala kala kamura kamura, or minakala al kamura, minakamura al kala. I understand. Because I understand that when you designate animal A for Avera A for Chalit, 
Vehevi al Adam, and then you inadvertently slaughtered this animal for Avera B, right? Or al Adam, the other way around. It was Avera A was al Adam, eating blood. And then you went and you did another Avera, and you, you try to use this animal for Avera B. Share lo ma'al. In such a case, there's been no misappropriation. Why? Because the initial Kedusha cannot transfer off. The only way the initial Kedusha comes consecrated is you're going to use it for a secular use. But you didn't intend to use it over there for a secular use. You were trying to get a different carbon with it. So therefore, below keeper, therefore I understand you cannot get atonement in such a case because that original Kedusha was for Avera A and therefore even trying to bring it for Avera B does not change its status in terms of its carbon and therefore there's no Me'ila and there'll be, when you do it on purpose, there'll be no kapara. Aval However, maybe in a case where it's money that was designated for Avera A, that there you could discharge your Avera B with that money. Right? Whether it be Avera A and Avera B of the same genre, they're both light Averas. Or Minachamura Chamura, they were strict Averas. Or whether it's Minachamura Lakala, Minachala Chamura. Why? Because if you designated for yourself for Avera A money, right? Let's say it was Minachel, uh, it was supposed to be used for Chelev. And then inadvertently you went out and used that money to purchase an animal that is both min adam or al adam, or you went and purchased, uh, it was supposed to be min for dam, right? That there there would be a din of me'ila, which there actually the money would go l'chulin, and if that money goes l'chulin, the next animal could be technically for the next Avera. So therefore, maybe even if you do it on purpose, it should be transferable. The keeper, and you should get atonement for the second Avera, even if the money was designated for the first one. Alright. Talmud Loma, a second time it says, Karbanoi al Khatasai. It says, Karbanoi al Khatasai, that even in case of cash, even in the case of money, Ajay Karbanoi Lashem Khatasai, the carbon has to be for the original Avera, even in case of money, and that's the end of the Brysa. So the Brysa basically states unequivocally, there's no difference whether it's an animal that was designated, it cannot transfer from Avera A to Avera B, or whether it was cash, you cannot willfully transfer it from Avera A to Avera B. It doesn't bring you kapora for Avera B. Okay, now, what does this all have to do with what we started talking about today? So what this has to do with is when we compared the case of Echatas to the case of Nazir. We interesting, we said like this. Now, we said, I understand in the case of animal, you can't transfer from Avera A to Avera B, in the case of animals, right? But in the case of money, maybe you should be able to. Why? Because we see that you can do the same thing with... Because uh, money is transferable under certain circumstances. It is transferable in the case of Nazir. If the money was not designated, if it's Stumos, right? If the money is Mefurashos, then you wouldn't be able to do it in the case of Nazir. But if it's Stumos, you could do it. 
Now, ask the Gemara like this. Interesting. We're making a jump from... In the case of animals, we didn't make a distinction whether it's blemished or unblemished. We had a very similar question yesterday. We didn't make a distinction. Are we dealing with a blemished animal or an unblemished animal? We just said that animals, you cannot do the same thing by nausea. Right? You can't go from A to B, from father to son with animals. With money, you can, as long as the money is what? Considered to be undesignated. Implies that by animals, it doesn't work. Whether it's blemished or whether it's unblemished, it's never considered undesignated. This would be a kasha on what Rab Nachman said yesterday, because Rab Nachman said is that when an animal is unblemished, it cannot be considered undesignated. But if it's blemished, it's considered like cash, and it can be considered undesignated. From the fact that we jumped from the case of money, under the case of animals, where we did not make a distinction between blemish and unblemished, to the case of money, where we make a distinction between undesignated and designated, implies by animals there is no such distinction. Animals are always considered to be like designated, and, and even if they are moved, and that's the question on Rab Nachman. Very good. So Moses like this. Ktan in Niyad, we learned nevertheless in this brisa that behema. Uh, that we're talking about behemoth. Before we jump to money, we're talking about behemoth. And it never made a distinction between what? Two types of animals. What two types of animals? Right. So, my love, I feel about less mum. So, the horror, the type of animal we're saying where it's clear that it doesn't work for, even in the case of nausea, is even if it's talking about where there is a blemish, which is a kasha because Rav Nachman learned before that when it's got a blemish, it's got the same din as cash. And then it should make a difference. Right? So Moira says like this, Loi. When Moira says no, when it talked about animals before, it was talking about Tamimo. It was talking about unblemished. Right? Not blemished. Blemished would be considered that it could be stumos because it could be considered like un- unspecified because like cash. So what are you telling me? So they're going to ask the question, Avabalas Mumba, tell me if it would be animals with a blemish. My, Kistumadamia, then it's considered like un- uh, specified funds. So then, the, why did we jump from animals to money when it should have made the distinction between and should have said animals if they're unblemished as opposed to animals that are? So then, my area. Why did, did we discuss the ktani? My ktani. Why did it teach most? Jumping to money, shehifrish aviv, that the father put aside. Litany, you should be jumping from unblemished animals to balas mum, to those which are blemished that could be considered unspecified. And the Gemara says, Achinami, you're right, technically you're right. But the ton of this brisa thought it so partial that blemished animals are considered to be like cash. So when it jumps to cash, including in the cash, when it's jumping to, is also including the scenario of the blemished animals. Which is kind of what we said yesterday. That's exactly right? what we said yesterday. It means a different sukya, right. but exactly what we said yesterday. So says like this, Hachanam, you're right, but the Lamai Chazio, Lechora, what are blemished animals only good for? You can't bring them the way they are. So what are they good for? Lidmei, for their value. Therefore, a blemished animal, what are we talking about in these areas, is viewed as cash. So then, only for value, that's incorporated when we talk about cash. Blemished animals is a form of cash, and therefore it is jumping from unblemished to blemished, because incorporated, and when it says most money, is included the blemished animals, and therefore, Rav Nachman has been defended. We've defended his position. Let's go on. Sokta Eilig Mishnah. 
Now, what we're going to be dealing with here, let me just uh, circling back really to the beginning of the parak. We're talking about, we know that the husband has a right to revoke his wives in the Zorim if they fit into one of two categories. Either it is uh, things that cause her a self-denial, things that she is depriving herself of things, he can be met, or even if it's not depriving her, but it's going to affect the intimacy of their relationship. Now, which that's why why is he able to uh, revoke her nazirus? Because nazirus is self denial. What is what is she denying herself? Wine. wine. Wine is the primary one. Not uh, drinking wine. That it allows him, it makes it a revocable issue. Now. Because, because it attached her, not the relationship. Yeah, yeah, right. Plus it is it, because... Intimacy it, only, yeah. like, intimacy... There is a Ma'iri, I'm not going to get into it. seems to say that it all fits into the same thing, because things that affect her, ultimately also okay. are affecting him as well. I, it's almost like, you know, that word, Roshlomo Zaman Oyerbach, Mereshiva, and Eric Strong, they used to go to the doctor with his wife, and his wife had a, a, a had some kind of pain in her foot. He would say, "Our foot hurts." Yeah. And he would go to the doctor. Our foot hurts. It's one, it's one, it's one. But anyway, but the point is that that the the, uh, the the so now let's let's just fast forward. So let's say again, the husband's right to revoke only begins. The clock starts ticking when. Uh, as soon as he hears it. Right now, let's say he thirty days went by. And he never heard that his wife had made herself into a Nazira. And to the point where she already, brought, she already started. She brought a Korbanus with Beis Amigdash. And then someone goes and says, Hey, you know, what's going on? And, and he finds out. And what happened was, is that one of the animals was already slaughtered and its blood was sprinkled of one of the three animals. Now, the ton of this Mishnah holds that even though you're obligated to bring three animals and sprinkle the blood of the three animals, once you already sprinkled one, the rules of Nazir go off. You're allowed to start drinking wine. Now the husband hears about it. But the Tana is going to say it's too late for him to be revoked. To revoke. Because his only right to revoke was because it's considered to be a self-denial but it's no longer self-denial. Why is it no longer self-denial? She's, She's allowed to start drinking wine. He can't revoke the Nazirus, and therefore all three korbanas have to be brought. Got it? So let's see. Someone says like this. So, one of the three animals' blood was sprinkled. There's no longer any grounds for being made for because she is already allowed to start drinking wine. We're going to see from the Gemara later on. The Shrams say that it's actually a rabbinical injunction. He also has a separate problem over here. It's true, is that. Uh, <coughs> He should that that the the key the key issue should be is is she still allowed to drink wine or is she not allowed to drink wine and therefore let's say the animal had only been slaughtered but the blood had not been sprinkled could revoke or cannot revoke what would you say animal was slaughtered but the blood had not yet been sprinkled should the husband be allowed to revoke or not allowed to revoke. Well, since she doesn't get until the... Since she's not allowed to start drinking wine until what? Until the end of... So therefore, even after... He should, because she's not allowed to drink wine, should be allowed. Comes Rabbi Akiva and says, even if one of the animals, we've seen a moment which one, but if one of the animals was slaughtered 
he is no longer allowed to revoke. Because what's going to happen is if he revokes, then it comes out there was no, there was no Nazirus. If there's no Nazirus, I can't, I cannot go ahead and sprinkle that blood anymore, because it's not Lashem Nazir, you're going to have been, you've wasted Kotshin. You end and make something the custom was wasted. Therefore, the rabbis took away, once you already slaughtered one of the animals, the husband took away the right of the, uh, of the, uh, the husband to revoke. We'll, 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 we'll get to Rabbi Kiva a little later. Now, therefore, even, you are not able to be made for, you are not able to make for. Now, says the more like this. We know that there's two processes that have to be done. There's a process, process of what's called the Taklachas Tahara, where there's haircuts happening in Tahara. That's to discharge her from her obligation. She has to shave her head completely. The hair is burnt under the carbon shlamin. There's also another time when there's three animals have to be brought and there's a shaving that happens. That's if she became Tmeya. So when she became Tmeya, Right? You also have to go through a process and she has to have taglachas. So what the Mishnah says something which we'll see in a moment uh, <coughs> what the Chiddush is. But the Mishnah says this is all arguing where the process that she had begun was the taglachas of Tahara was, was the, for the shaving of Tahara which is the end of the 30 days. But if the process that we're dealing with over here, whether the carbon was brought up or slaughtered or sprinkled or, and the shavings about a carb is where it's for the sake of Tumah, then for sure the husband is allowed to be made for. Now it's partially why he should be allowed to be made for. Because she still has to count another 30 days in the zeros. So therefore there is for sure self-denial involved over here. So therefore the one says like this. That if <coughs> this is all happening during the procedure that involves the shaving for Tahora, that's the regular standard Nazirus. But if the procedure that we're dealing with over here is the one that is going to trigger the Nazirus having to be counted again, Yafer, then under all circumstances he's able to be made for, right? Because because I don't want to have a woman that is Menuvelis. Menuvelis generally means is, is, is there's a disgust involved, but it means it's an affliction. We understand it's an affliction. I don't want a woman that is is causing herself affliction, right? So either way, you understand like the Meiri, or you know, that it's, 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 it's part of, of Dorosh Benova, not it's a separate thing, but he's, he's going to need 30 days without drinking wine. That gives him the right to be made for comes along Rebbe and says an unbelievable thing. Rebbe says is that even even if it's in the Taglachas of Tahora. Now the way the Taglachas of Tahora worked Korbanas were brought sprinkling was done but she still needs to shave her head right? Comes along Rebbe or of Mayor of Zephyr is that even though she's allowed to start drinking wine there is another basis of why it could be Mayfair if she still has not done the shaving. Why? He says, I don't want a bald wife. That's affecting my intimacy. I can't deal with, uh, with a Sinead O'Connor here. I don't want to have anybody without any hair. That's not what I want to be dealing with. So therefore, so that creates another category of why you're allowed to be Mayfair. Not necessarily because of self-denial, because uh, it's, uh, disgusts me to have a wife that has, and therefore that's Varim Shabayin Olaveinah, and therefore even after the Korbanas were brought, whatever, there still is a right 
to go ahead and do it. There are some chasidim, by the way, that require that when the wives get married, they that they have to shave completely. My grandfather, who was a Yerushalmi Yid, but he was away quotas. He says that you see that it's uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, it, he used to call it shock too. But anyway, the point is <laughs> anyway that that's not something he wouldn't let his his his, his, wa- his wife, my grandmother, who came from Hasidic Shabak, and he wouldn't let she was Hungarian. He would not let them shave her head before the marriage. All right. So anyway, the point is like this. So therefore, so Rabbi Rabbi Omer he says Abed Aglachas at Tahara Yafer Shu Yachal Omer E F Shi BeIsham Aglachas. I do not want a bald wife. Okay. So that's, that's the Rebbe's position. Let's go now. Maknis in the Lekker of Belezer. The one who points out a Dover Pashat over here that this Mishnah cannot be going like Belezer. Rabbi Lezer's position is that the woman is not allowed to drink, and a Nazir, not just the woman. No one's allowed to drink wine until the shaving. It doesn't matter. One carbon, two carbon, three carbon, a sprinkle, no sprinkle. Doesn't matter. Until the shaving has occurred, until the Taglachas, you are not allowed to drink wine. Which means that it clearly cannot be going like our Mishnah. Because the ton of our Mishnah holds, when is she allowed to start drinking wine? As soon as the sprinkling of one of the korbanas have happened. Clearly not going like the position of Rebbe Lezer, because he also is not allowed to drink wine until the tablachas, until the shaving. So therefore the husband would be allowed to be made for the nether at one of, because it's, uh, it's, it's causing a nibble to herself, it's self-denial, all the way up to the shaving of it. So that is not going, our mission is not going like Rebbe Lezer. So when it says, Rebbe the tablachas, prevents you discharging the, the Nazirus. Until the Daglachas, the Nazirus is still in effect, and if you haven't done the Daglachas yet, the laws of Nazirus still apply, and she's not allowed to drink wine. Which means until the Daglachas, you could still be made for a quadruple Came to Lagilcha, and since she has not yet shaved her head, Asira Bahamra, she would not allow to drink wine. The came to the Israel Evil, since there is some kind of self-denial here, Mati made for, according to him, you can be made for all the way to the Daglachas, under the din of self-denial. Says it more like this. And it's good. What exactly are going to be the different opinions here? So we have, we had Rabbi Leezer, we had the Tanakam of our Mishnah that says as soon as the, up to the sprinkling. Sprinkling happened, it could not be made for. We had Rabbi Akiva that up to the shechting of one of the animals. And we had Rabbi Leezer, which you understand, Rabbi Leezer holds that he's going to based on Sukkim that until the Taglachas, all, everything's in effect, and therefore it's still considered self-denial until the Taglachas. So Tana Didan, what about our Tana? What does he hold? So Tana Didan Savar came and is Dorek Aladam. So since the, as soon as the blood has been sprinkled on her, immediately she's allowed to drink wine. So sprinkling removes the Isra of the wine. And at that point there's no self-denial. If the sprinkling happens, so you can't be made for anymore. Why can't you be made for? Because you have no basis to be made for. She's no longer denying herself wine. You cannot be made for. What does Rabbi Kiva hold? Why does he hold? It's not the sprinkling. He holds that even the shechting of the animal. Rabbi Kiva said, for why? Because speak it out. If all was done was shechting and nothing was sprinkled, so she's, she's not allowed to drink wine, so why can't you be made for? Because if you come and be made for at this point, which is your Torah given right, but if you'd be made for the shechting that you did, that animal would have to be wasted. Because now you've got to throw it away. Because it's shechted and you don't need it for nausea. You'll not be allowed to use it to protect Kachin from being wasted. The Chachamim said, once an animal was shechted, you can no longer be made for exactly what the Koach and how it works. But it seems to be clear that it's a Koach of the Chachamim to do. Now, ask us more like this. We're going to learn, please God, when we go into the stretch run for the, for the Siyam Hashas, we're going to learn, we're going to start saying for Kachin. We learn as follows, that if you have the wrong intent when you bring a carbon, 
So you have Ron, you want to bring an Ola, you have in mind, I want to bring, I want to bring a Shlomim. Well, Shlomim, you have an Ola, it doesn't disqualify. You can actually go ahead and sprinkle the blood, bring the animal. You can still bring the animal, and you just didn't discharge your obligation, but the animal doesn't get wasted, doesn't get, get, doesn't get ruined, and in certain cases you're not even eat the meat, etc. So ask the Gemara over here, we don't understand Rabbi Kiva. You're worried about waste. Why? Because if he's mayfish, he's no longer in a zero. If she's no longer in a zero, you can't do the sprinkling. Why can't you do the sprinkling? Just have in mind for a different carbon. It's true it cannot be done for Nazar anymore, but if you have in mind, we saw that if you have in mind Shalolishma for a different, you can bring the animal. Have in mind for Shlomim, and you can even eat the meat. It won't go for wasting. So how can you make the statement unequivocally that if one animal is shechted, that's it, you cannot be made for You should still be allowed to be made for because she's still not allowed to drink wine. Ah, the animal's going to go for waste. Not a problem. Do the Zrika with the wrong intent, and you can go ahead and use the animal. That's the Gemara's question. My, why can, according to Rabbi Kiva, can you not say to the person, bring the sprinkle of blood, not for the sake of the Nazirus, have it sake for Shlomim, you're allowed to be allowed to eat the meat. Milo, tiny, we don't learn like this, Kivzat Seres, Kivzat Seres is the communal Shlomim that's brought on Shvuas. So Shachdan Shlomim, if they shechted it with the wrong... Tent. They, te- they shechted it for a private shlomim, right? They didn't take it for the communal shlomim. Or they shechted it too early, before the time you're supposed to shechted it. Or they waited too late. Or the achaz manam, even though they shechted it for the right carbon, but it was at the wrong time, hadam yizarek, the blood can still be sprinkled, and the meat can be eaten, right? Now, the imayah Shabbos. Now, let's say Shavuos was on Shabbos. On Shabbos, you're allowed to shech for the communal carbon. But this guy had in mind for a private carbon, so therefore, he shouldn't have shechted. He did shech. So now, what do you do over there? There, we're not going to allow him to do the zrika because zrika is like a tikkun. It's like a fixing of something. We don't allow you to do that on Shabbos if it's not for the purpose of the communal need. So therefore, imayah Shabbos, lo Yisrael, lechatchila, he's not allowed to do the zrika because that'd be violating a rabbinical violation of tikkun monof, of fixing something on Shabbos. But if you did it anyway, you did it anyway, it still works. Hurza, it's accepted, but, uh, but you can't burn the Emurim, you cannot burn, you cannot burn the pizza until tonight, because it's Shabbos, you don't have a right, it's not a communal carbon, you have to wait until Moti Shabbos to go ahead and burn the pieces. So the Hurza, the Hakter Emurim, the pizza should be burned, the fatty pieces are Arab at night. But what do you see? That even if something is not necessary, but if you have a, a Shalolishma, you do it for a different intent, you can even eat it. So what was the whole purpose? He was said, now once one of the animals was shechted, then you can't go be made for why? Because it's going to waste. It's not going to waste. There's an out. There's an out. What's the out? Do the zrika with the wrong intent. Do the zrika with a different intent, and then you can even eat the meat. So Moira says like this. Moira says you're right. There's three animals that we're dealing with here. There's an ola shlomim and a chatas. If it's the ola and the shlomim, Rabbi Akiva doesn't disagree. Even if the ola was shechted or the shlomim was shechted, you could still be made for until the zrika sadam. Right? Because even if the zrika didn't happen, you could have in mind for the ola for the shlomim, shlomim for the ola, no problem. The problem is that, that there is two cases where you cannot have intent the wrong intent. It becomes disqualified, you still can't eat it. It's either carbon Pesach or a Chatas. The case, when Rabbi Gibbon said, if one of the animals was shechted, you cannot be made for anymore, was talking about which specific one was he referring to? The Chatas. Because once the Chatas was shechted, then if you cannot bring the Zrika L'Shem Chatas, the animal is going to go to waste. There you can't fix it with, say, doing a Shlom Lishma. Shlom Lishma does not work by the Chatas. So Amri, the Bnei Shiva, answered, Either Shachet Ola or Shlomim. If you Shechet was an Ola or a Shlomim, Hachanami, then you'd be correct. 
even Rabbi Akiva would agree you could still revoke because she's not allowed to drink wine yet until there's Rika you could still revoke and it wouldn't waste the animal because you could have a mind the case over here was that it was the Chathas that was shechted first as we're going to see that the Mishnah is referring to the Mishnah over there that if you shaved your head on any one of the three that Tana holds it's the same Tana of Lezer that Giluach on one of the three the sprinkling on one of the three but that Mishnah in fact the Rosh asks why doesn't bring down the rest of that Mishnah but that Mishnah says which one of the three were actually brought first the Chathas so therefore you see there is a case where the Chathas was brought that had sprinkling never happened there at that point we don't allow it to revoke anymore because even though you should be able to revoke because she's still not allowed to drink wine but it would waste it because you cannot do it at Shalom Lishma. let's just finish up we said that, that the Chachamim Shita was that it's only we're dealing with the Taglachas of Tahara but the Taglachas of Tumma which triggers the new 30 days you could still be made for because you would have to go 30 days without wine Rav Meir says even by the Taglachas of Tahara you can still be made for even after the Shechita even after the Zrika as long as the Taglachas the shaving hasn't happened we still allow the husband to be made for why? because there's another area that this enters forget about self-denial yes you could drink wine but the husband has a right to put his foot down and say I want to be made for wine because I don't want the Taglachas to go through I don't want a ball because why doesn't the Tanakamo allow that that argument? Why doesn't he feel that that's a good argument? So Amalach, you can wear a shaitul. Peyanakri's little means it means a, 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 a stranger's hair. Right. A stranger's hair, that's where they were pay up, pay up, means really the corners of it. But you can cover her head, meaning she can wear a tube, she can wear a payer, and therefore we don't consider it necessarily something that the husband can claim that this is disgusting. What about Rav Meir? Rav Meir says, I did the Zuluma, He considers that disgusting. Rav Meir said, wearing somebody else's head, hair, I also consider to be something that is disgusting and therefore that itself won't fix the problem and therefore if, if she hasn't shaved her head yet you still have a right to say uh, right the 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 uh, the Sorry, Mayor was told that women just have to have their hair covered with a tickle or something now with Right, that, that, that gets into it really a little bit as well because a chora, it's it, it's it's mashma. That's what I've got you the the, the are very mockery. They don't allow for a shaitel. They don't allow a shaitel. But this could be in a house. Doesn't necessarily mean outside of the house. All right, John, we'll stop over here. We'll continue with the next one. What do you got there? Fifty, fifty-one, fifty.